Hey everyone. Christmas is near. All right. So I was thinking about a way of describing um, how this works really towards the end of this whole crazy journey. And I actually saw it in sort of an image of like you've been cooking in this pot, right? For a long time. Imagine this sort of chef's kitchen and this huge pot and it's been bubbling and you know everything's being reduced down but it just keeps bubbling right and you are a piece of the of that dish a carrot you're a piece of this bubbling thing and and you're stuck there and basically the medicine just throws you out right it just it suddenly the piece of carrot's just not in the bubble bubbling cauldron but actually it's now on the kitchen counter the same thing like a hot coal you've been on this you know you're red and you're fully cooked you're like inside this sort of on this sort of bonfire and then you're just suddenly just thrown off thrown out that's what this is like. The medicine takes you out of that place. It's that environment. It is those dense energies that you've marinated in that cooked you. It's dense energy of the repetition or the fear or the overwhelm, whatever the events were that you were cooked in. And it's a cooking It truly is. You're built within this furnace of energies. Like those pizza, fantastic old pizza ovens, they stick the pizza in and it bubbles up. Right? The ingredients are all there for you to blossom into something, become someone. That cooking process is the first code very difficult to undo and if there's trauma and again i've said this many times that trauma isn't happening once it's usually happening over and over and over that person isn't hitting you once they're hitting you over and over right That relationship in that house has been set. (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) Oh boy. Those people that are together, that are your parents, your siblings, they're now together, that relationship is set. Right? This isn't a one-moment event. You know, if the person's whatever, a raging alcoholic, they're a raging alcoholic all the time. So you're cooked in all those energies and they become dense, right? And they take over. 
for wealth, right? So you're cooked in these dense energies and these dense energies need to be extracted. They're being pulled out of you. They don't want to leave. They don't want to be removed. I was in a ceremony recently where my hands just pulled out like this thing. They were just trying to take this thing from, expel it, for extract it from me. It was all over my system, right? And it is all over your system. It's everything that you are. And why it's important to return to the origin of all the cooking is because that's where all the cooking is that's where all the code is that's where all of you was made I keep saying this it's the most important piece of us is the arrival piece right you don't become someone afterwards you know you're newly born you're newly arrived you're fresh bread you're just coming out of the oven and then someone just like marinates you in all their horrific energies. And it, it, it just, it moves in. It's like it, you're marinated in that. Remember, you're still cooking for the next two years when, after you come out. We're like one of the few mammals that continue to cook. Most mammals come up there, you know, they're fully done, right? We don't even recognize ourselves until two when we look into the mirror and go, oh, all right. You've been cooked somewhere and you have to return to that past, to those events, to that furnace. That's why it's a schlep. And it's a journey. And it's physical. It, this is very physical. There's also a lot of thoughts attached to this thing that's the energies inside of you. So all of you is dismantled. And it's a layering process. That's how the medicine works. Layer and layer. We're made of layers and layers and layers of energy. So when she finally gets to that, like, initial, the one that is the code, it doesn't want to leave, the really dense piece, it gets hairy. And what's interesting to me, too, is that, so in trauma, there's massive amounts of terror, and in a massive amounts of terror, you're sort of on the run, right? Imagine a building's blowing up behind you, and you're just running from it, right? I remember I was here for 9-11, it was crazy. And uh, I lived on the west side, which is by the river, if you don't know, New York. And I usually ran down the river, right, that edge. And I was running down and the building just, and all the, and I was completely out of it. I was whatever, running as I usually did. And all these people were coming up the highway, thousands and thousands of people. And I, they were just running. And suddenly I saw this, and they were going, go back, go back. And this whole building just collapsed, right? They were all running. That's, that's what trauma is like. You're running from this huge, terrifying event. Or for me, it was like this huge, terrifying monster. 
And so your whole life, you feel like you're somehow, you're on the run. Like nothing, you can't stop. You just keep moving. There's a mission, there's a job, there's a relationship. There's just always something, right, cluttering up your life. You can't stop, you can't look, you can't see, you don't want to. It's uncomfortable to stop. It's like that story I said about that guy that set out in this race across the you know, Atlantic and he's all pumped or around the world on his boat. And halfway through, he's like, fuck this, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> right? You have to come to a screeching halt. You have to slow down the mechanism that is now engulfs you. It's like you're surrounded by a zillion bees and you're just running. And they're chasing you and they're all around you and you just run. The medicine stops all that momentum. I think actually the first part of it was meditation and meditation slows down the momentum of the running. It begins to slow this whole mechanism down. There are layers, right? The mechanism has to slow down so you can begin to go through each layer. And it's like, you know, you get the title of the essay at the top, right? The title of the essay, you know, seven years ago was, you know, there's a monster that you need to face. And everything else is just the cleaning and the cleaning and the connections and the people associated with that headline. There's someone that terrifies you, that owns you. Right, here's the mission. <laughs> Go deal with it. Um, that's ultimately what you're doing. Go face the first event. Go face the moment that tidal wave hit. And that's why you've been running, right? It's because you don't want to face it, right? Because you think you can't handle it. Because you think, I just can't go there. I can't see that. I can't relive that. I can't. And then, you know, as you gather momentum, it's like a snowball. You're gathering all that. You forget even why you're a fucking snowball. You're just a big snowball just on the run. You're just coming down that mountaintop. You're just like, boom, ba-boom. You're just rolling down an endless mountaintop and picking up more and more snow. And by the time you hit the medicine, the medicine goes like, yeah, you're coming to a screeching halt. And now you're going to be completely dismantled. Layer by layer by layer by layer. So you can finally confront that terrifying event that shut you down. And then many terrifying events that go along with it. 
you have to get to the other side of it, right? It's like you face this huge, what felt like for a little child, little boy, little girl, this whole wall of, I'm thinking of that Nazare wave in Portugal. I'm, I like to surf and it's like a, like the surfers, you know, mecca for like big wave riding. There's waves like a hundred feet. Imagine that, that's what it's like for a kid. That thing is gonna topple over you and you're gonna die. So you're on the run from that, right? But that's exactly what you need to face. And of course, as a child, you think, I can't, I am going to die. Well, you are going to die. Yeah, you are. Because there's nowhere to go. Where are you going to go? Right? Especially if it's your own family that's doing the, the hurting, right? Creating all this horror. So remember, you were bonded with them, right? So that in itself is a massive attachment. So there's the whole journey of removing that attachment. That's a big one, right? Because remember, you've had to build and attach and bond and make this work, even though it's all wrong, right? And it's you're even more desperate to create those bonds because the terror is so huge. You're trying to find safety in the dragon, right? That's what's so incredible, right? There's an event that's been absolutely terrifying early on that shut you down. But the very people who have hurt you are the ones you're living with. But you've shut that down. And now all you know is the rumbling of that terror. So now you're so scared you're going to bond with the people around you. You're going to bond even more because the terror is so big. But because you blacked out who did it to you, you're actually bonding with the evil that did it to you in the first place. It's insane, right? So now you're going out of your way because you're so terrified to make these people work. It's crazy. It's like, oh, I'm running from the terror, but I'm running right back into the arms of evil because I've shut down what happened. So you're still in hell. <laughs> So you think that the comfort and, you know, is going to come from there. So you go, I mean, you go out of your way to make it work, to reinvent them, to be the hero, whatever you do. Right? You're still in hell. In fact, it's even worse. Because not only have you shut down, that it actually was them. But then on the other side... You've actually bonded extra special to find an extra special safety with the very people that have hurt you. That is beyond fucking nuts. But that's exactly what I did. What, what, what choices do you have? Not many. So you're building your own hell, really. You're building. And so when the, the medicine comes... That whole over-the-top attachment that you've created or bond needs to be torn down. Oh boy, that's a biggie, right? 
you were always in hell. <laughs> it's like the illusion that they were the saviors is your own cover-up. What, what, what other strategy are you going to do, right? <clears throat> you, there's one thing you can't face as a kid. You cannot live in a place where the parents are the predators. You can't. So you're going to go through all the machinations and strategies of trying to figure out how you're going to survive in a place where the very people who are there are the ones that are hurting you. That's definitely a double black backflip, right? And God knows what else. And a triple axle on ice. I don't know. That's a really <clears throat> pretzeled up pretzel. You're like just Houdini jacketed up, right? Jacketed up. They hurt you. You have to hide that they hurt you. And then you have to bond with the ones that hurt you after you blacked out what they did to you. The irony is not lost on me. <laughs> and then you're on the run. And inventing them and, re, you know, place yourself in this story. You have to put yourself somewhere, right? You've got to get give yourself, like... Because there are no mirrors. This is all hell. You've got to give yourself an identity and a story, and right? In the midst of hell, in the midst of the bullying and the terrifying nature of this shit show so why not I'm a heroine in here right oh my god look at me I'm running like a crazy person to make everything work <laughs> I'm running like a crazy person because I'm fucking terrified remember the day I left for New York I was what 18 now and um, in my brain, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to New York and become someone and become successful. And I'm going to save this family. I mean, seriously, for fuck's sake. I was on the run. I didn't realize. And I remember his last words were, you're leaving for good, aren't you? And I didn't understand what the fuck he meant. And then I realized now recently, oh, he thought I knew what he did to me and I didn't right so we're we're in our own little bubble we have to create a bubble we have to create an identity and a story when we're in trauma we have to to survive we have no choice there are no other strategies so it's a complete so here you're living in this horrific event that happened it's shut down you're bonding with the people that actually hurt you, right? Then you have to build a story about yourself in the context of them to survive. And then you're on the run. <laughs> it's like, you're just in hell. I mean, it's just hell. It's hell. You never really left. It's like... You dream yourself out of it, I suppose. I suppose that's it. I'm thinking I did all these, you know, you do all these things in your life, like 10,000 things, whatever. You know. All these actions, where the fuck were they? In hell, right? So you wake up 
from your dream, from the bubble. But listen, your dream is real. So don't, no shade here. No shade. My dream was very real. It had to be real, otherwise I'd be dead, right? The irony is not lost upon me, really, honestly, what the fuck. It was all made up. I was really in hell. That's it. Um, And then, you know, as it slowed down, as it slows down, I think, you see, this is what the medicine does. It allows you, because you're in the arms of this incredible love, really, this incredible spirit of love, it becomes safe to slow down. I would never have slowed down in a million fucking years and faced any of this. So the medicine allows you to begin to slow down. You know, I w- my fuel was terror. That was my, f- my whole life was pure terror. And I uh, reinterpreted terror into mission into saving, into being a heroine. But it's actually just pure terror. Now, that's a very big thing for an ego to see, right? If you're like, well, I'm going to go conquer the world and I'm going to, you know, become this amazing architect and all this bullshit. I converted the terror into a mission. And I'd converted them into victims. Yeah, but there's no victimhood in a man selling his own daughter for sexual abuse and sexually abusing them. What there is, is evil, right? So, if you're in an untenable place as a child, you will concoct something. You have to. You, You can't die. I mean, I felt like I was on the verge of death all the time, like all the time but I couldn't understand why. There must be something wrong with me, right? You, as a little child, can't understand. It's like children of divorced parents. They can't, they blame themselves. They can't, they're confused. Like, why am I feeling this? You can't see the parent as evil or a predator. You can't. It's the end of you, so what do you do? Shut down, disassociate, invent stories, right? You can't possibly believe that they would want to hurt you. That's why children endure the worst abuse as children. They will not blame the parent. A child cannot see the parent as the threat. The child is supposed to be saved by, protected by, right? And remember, there's no one else. You can't see that this is just a dark place and that actually it's a silo of hell, but really, you know, there's light somewhere else because you're packed in there. All right? 
you're not going anywhere. What I realized as a child was, well, this is it. So, all right, I'm going to shut that shit down. I'm going to reinvent them. I'm going to, you know, make them into them, like make them into parents somehow, right? I'm going to become such a good girl that they're going to just like, I'm going to do exactly what they want to such an extreme that I will somehow, there'll be some connection, some attachment. I am not here alone. They're not really doing this, right? This is not really what I'm living in. Of course, you have no, what? So here you are in the prime of your cooking, you know, in this shit show with no tools. What the fuck are you going to do? Well, all you have is your brain, I suppose, to survive and the ability to dream and the ability to reinvent or reimagine is all you really have. I have to reimagine this scenario. I have to pivot, right? I love that term in business, pivot. It went really bad in the pandemic. We pivoted, right? We were selling mackerel, now we're selling elephants. <laughs> it's like the power of your imagination to survive, right? The problem is, is that then you're carrying this one thing packed. It's like a, a very dense nucleus, right? You're packed in there. It's insane. The predator hurt you. You hide what they did. And then you reconnect with them and rebond even more powerfully in the hopes that they'll become the people that they weren't, that they aren't, that they... It's just a huge fucking illusion, right? You have to build something. So it's like, okay, I'm burying and not seeing who they are to then only go back, return, and bond even stronger to the evil so you can be safe <laughs> from the terror that's hidden and that you've forgotten you've decided to you know black out that it was them it's fucking crazy you're stuck in this nucleus of shit with the dragon <laughs> oh my god it's like a double whammy, right? You're running and then at the same time bonding even more strongly because the, the very people that hurt you are the very people that you're bonding with. Oh my God. You truly are in hell, right? So, and then you're, you know, you're on the run really. And I'm, I'm fueled, like, I'm going to save them. I'm going to, like, <laughs> I'm going to go to the States and save them. Well. Thank God for the medicine. <laughs> Thank God. 
to, you know, it's a conundrum. Because you, what, what are you going to do? You're a kid. You don't know. You're confused. You've landed in hell. You don't know you're in hell. Like, there's nobody around. For fuck. I never was good at crossword puzzles. <laughs> the medicine slows all of this down. Removes layer upon layer upon layer until it's all just... You know, it's it's like a map, you know, on a table. All of you, like all your circuits, all your, you know, your creations, your inventions, your stories. It's just all, I think about like a Swiss watch where all of the mechanics are just dismantled, taken out one by one by one by one. Like you're in this lab and the medicine is like, okay, take this out, this out, right? And... And you're waking up. Now, egos are very wrapped up, first and foremost, with with all of this. So I think the most powerful thing is the ego, the defense mechanism that's built the story. That, you know, that doesn't want you. Doesn't, it's, it's like, I've, you know, I've built this so I can save you, Maria, right, basically. And... It doesn't want to see everything. So there are all these parts of you, right? The ego is the defense mechanism that says, listen, <laughs> you know, we've built this whole person, right? So here we are. We survived. You've got me, right? I'm going to make sure that, you know, we all survive. And it feels very powerful. And when it comes up to the medicine, the medicine, you know, it's it's really uncomfortable with the medicine because the medicine is like, okay, we gotta we gotta, you know, we gotta let you go. It's time to lay you off. <laughs> and of course, you know, no shade on the ego was built, so you could, you know, keep all of this, you know, messy thing in some kind of order. Because it's all wrong, right? It's all wrong. You've been traumatized by the very people that are your parents, and yet you have hidden that and bonded even more with them and reinvented them. And then your ego says, okay, you know, work done. We can keep this invention going. You're really this person, and nothing's going to. Nothing can hurt us now. But you're actually in hell, right? You're actually... The ego is even more blinding, right? But again, it's just, you know, the machinations of a child in the dark. That's all. Trying to make sense of the unbearable. The unbearable. Right, and this this ego is is strengthening it, saying, "Yep, yeah, that's it. I'm a heroine. They're victims. Yeah. This terror is just a mission. <laughs> I have to get up every day and just move. I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna keep moving, whatever, because I'm on a mission. Right? That mission is terror. So the whole thing has to be slowed down." 
that in itself is a huge amount of work. Just to, to slow this momentum down. <clears throat> and that meditation really helped there. I don't believe in, I mean, I did Zen meditation because it's just facing a wall. And I could barely sit first and foremost at five minutes. And then I ended up, 13 and a half years later, I could sit for 45 minutes. I didn't, you know, I think all the ritual around it helped me. I didn't believe in any of it, but it helped me. And then I just did it at home. Because at the end, you know, you're really moving into your psyche, right? <clears throat> and then I got a big break after 13 and a half years of meditation where I had huge energetic vaults through my system. Where, and, and, you know, it was opened up. So, so it slows it all down, right? The medicine, it, it just it dismantles you. And I think one of the most... So you can finally see, it's a trick. It's a trick, Maria, right? The most difficult thing was the acknowledgement that these were not my parents. It was crazy. It was like, because you're so attached. And in trauma, even more bonded because you want to be made safe by them. But they're the very ones that hurt you, right? That has been the most difficult piece. Like, you've got to disengage from them you have to cut off all your attachments and there comes a point where you go oh my god these were never my parents fuck right these were horrific abusive horrible disgusting vermin I mean, that's, you know, how I feel. It's like, who would sell their kid? Another part of the trick, right? <clears throat> and there's, so you're leaving. It's interesting. It's like, again, first of all, she's got to throw you out of the pot, right? You've got to be, even be willing to leave that place that you were cooked in. And then when you're outside the pot, all the coal has, you know, kind of jumped off the pyre, then when you're on the other, you're not in it, then she begins to dismantle you. First first of all, she's got to get you out of the environment. She's got to pull you out of, you know, that burning bonfire, all that cauldron, that, that kind of environment that you're still living in energetically. She's got to get you out of there first before she can even begin. I'm talking about the medicine, I always say she, it's spirit, right? Before she can even begin to start dismantling you. But the piece where you begin, to, like she separates you from the environment. And she separates you by cushioning you with love and divine love and you know, more and more I'm connected to the medicine and less and less to them. Because you're loved. You're truly loved. And it's unconditional and fearless and endless, right? It's very clever. And even in your memory, you still have these attachments and then slowly but surely you're like, they don't exist. I mean, they're like, who are these people, right? And you realize, oh, fuck, they were never my parents. This is all a trick.
crazy. You know, crazy to go from, oh my God, I'm going to save you and your victims and I'm going to, you know, marry for you, go to school for you, do all these things for you to save you to, oh my God, that was, you know, a dark entity in a meat bag. Fuck. Right? That complete detachment. I think, you know, you just have to keep penetrating these these layers. And when I say I, 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 I willingly surrender to what's going to come up next, okay? The medicine is helping me to wake up. But I, you, you have to participate, right? This is not like I'm in a, you know, an, I'm looking at a stage. I'm on the stage. I'm doing the work, right? You have to, the medicine's going to do it, but you have to surrender to the work that's being done, right? And it was in my body. All of this was just like this energy in my system. That is, you can see being expelled in these ceremonies. It's just like your whole body is being just like, this thing is roaring and raging. It doesn't want to leave. The dense energy of that evil. So you've got to be willing to be completely dismantled. You see, this is why um, you can't alleviate this, right? You can't, there's no simple way of doing this. It has to be completely expelled. There's no like, oh, if I just, you know, make myself feel good, this thing will go away. If I just take that, you know, for me, it was always like, I've got to be somewhere. Let me go travel somewhere. Let me go. And that was all just, you can't do anything that's a real experience if you're not 100% there, right? The ultimate thing is to really feel connected to yourself, to feel that you're home. And I had no idea I was completely evicted that the trick was so huge. So, I think things can stabilize you, like medication, like meditation can be a stabilizer, right? Just to get you to just sit and to inquire. Okay. But it doesn't, it's just the agent that gets you to just sit still for for more work to be done, right? You can't just get to being stabilized. You know, like, oh, the medication will stabilize you. Well, that's not enough, right? I don't want to be stabilized. I want to fix the problem, right? Or if I just keep doing this, you know, I don't want to be stabilized, I want to pull out, I want to deracinate this thing that's in me. And if I have to see, everything will show me everything. I've, I've said to the medicine over and over, look, I, I want to see, you know, I want this out. If I need to see, let me see. I, I, I need to, you know, I want this out. Whatever that takes, right? So that commitment to just 
you want the cancer out of you, right? I don't want you to do, I don't want you just to medicate me so I'm fine. I want it out of every fucking cell of my body, right? And whatever, why it's here and where it comes from. And, and so each layer is, it's, 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 your whole system is being transformed. Right, if there's, um, it's like something is wedged between, there's a wedge between yourself. So in other words, you know, there's a huge chunk of rock that divides two oceans. That, that that liquid can't meet because there's this huge division, this whole rock that's in between these two liquids, these two oceans. That's what it's like. You can't meet yourself. You can't return to yourself if there's this huge wedge that divides you. You can't be whole. You can't be home. The wedge, the event, the trauma has divided you, has separated you from you. That's the trick. You can't be whole. You're divided. But you're in hell. And you're owned because you're not connected to yourself. That wedge needs to be removed. So again, it's not enough to stabilize it. That might be an initial, again, event to just, I mean, for me, it was 13 years of meditation just to get me to stabilize to be, you know, here enough, calm enough to just get to first base, which was, you've got to face this thing. I didn't even know it was in me. But then the meditation, uh, the ayahuasca comes in and it just like bores through you. It, that is the kind of the, the caterpillar, you know, kind of bulldozer that says, right, okay, now I'm going to dig you out. I'm going to dig all this shit out. Because you're stuck there, literally in this silo of gravitational hell. And you cannot see the trick. You cannot. You're blinded by the terror. So you can't see the trick. And you can't see the initial conditions that has you trapped there and divided from yourself. And all of that gravitational pull is terror. And you have to sort of get to the rock bottom, to the original moment that construction started happening. 
tidal wave showed up, that severing. But there's a lot to dump on the way there, right? You've got to dump your whole fucking family in a way. Like, you know, you have to dump. You know, once you see, they can't exist. I mean, you cannot, you know, these attachments will dissolve. And as they dissolve, so the wedge is loosened, right? And the truth is, you come closer and closer. Once I think what's interesting is that once you get, you you kind of clear the, oh, you know, the horror that they've done to you, you you detach from the very people that hurt you and you no longer see them as the people you've invented. That's a huge layer because a child is holding on to these parents like with, you know, like on the edge of a cliff with its nails. Once once that hurdle is cleared, once you've totally dumped them, then you're going straight for the sewer. Like you're you're right, okay. You're completely on the side of the medicine. The medicine has definitely now become your ally. You're completely trusting of the medicine. You're completely in the realm of the medicine. And then after you've cleared, so first of all, you're clearing egos, energies, and then then the first big one is egos, right? That has to be cleared. I think if we're talking about sort of big walls that you have to you have to dump, that's the first one. Big connections, big you know sort of sort of gravitational pull kind of connections. One is with the ego. The next one is with the very people that hurt you that you've bonded with as parents. That's cleared, and then you get to the you know. the big terrifying event like sort of the ground zero of where it all started and that's the major dragon that's like yeah that's definitely the raging darkness they're hurdles and walls that you have to overcome by seeing the truth and I'm you know it's like yeah these were not my parents this was pure hell I get the trick I see who they are now I need to get past this I think it's just like hell I mean these raging dark entities that are inside of me that are being pulled extracted which are the dense energies I think of the horror that I had to undergo of being around pedophiles as a child. But the biggest one is this, is the trick. These were not my fucking parents. So the wedge, <clears throat> and again, I'm only talking about the experience, but it, what I'm trying to point out is that that initial cooking stage where everything happened which is elusive to us because we're barely conscious, is where all the information is contained. And so you're going to fight that in the medicine. You're not going to want to go to that initial cooking stage because you're holding on to dear life, to your identity, and to the belief of these people and all the constructions that you've had. And so that's really the ultimate 
kind of goal is you have to get to the moment that you are severed from the everything, right? So here's the everything and then you're severed and you're part of the everything. And they say this all the time in medicine. It's not what happened to you. The events, horrific, not horrific, painful, not painful. It's not the events. It's that you've been severed. That wedge between you and the everything has been, that's divided you, that's disconnected you from you. That's what is happening here. That's what the ultimate goal of the medicine is, is to return you to you. Because you don't know, but you've been evicted, right? And, you know, there are levels, right, of just, there's, this journey is, again, just to get you to be stable, stable is one thing. It's to be able to be stable, to then go into the medicine, to then have the medicine clean you out. And then the hurdles you go through in the medicine, right? The dissolution of the ego, the dissolution of these very powerful bonds to these people, right? To, and then the allying with the plants, you know, where you become you know, you leave this other side and you're allied because you're not alone. I think the fear of leaving, you need to have an attachment to something, right? You can't just end up in the void. That's why you'd never do it. I think that's why it's very difficult for people to do this because another human being cannot give you that unconditional love that the medicine does. I mean, not at that scale and heal you at the same time. The medicine is not only becoming your ally but it's also your doctor right it's also the everything it's also divinity it's also nature right you need a very powerful ally to leave hell that's it the medicine is everything it's not like a shrink you see once a week that you're paying that has a limited understanding i mean they do we're apes i'm not you know shade but we're all apes we're all limited you know, I learned five things in school, I get a diploma that doesn't make me the, give me the ability to really tear you down and dismantle you. The medicine does that because it's in your system. It's physically living inside of your system. These energies are living inside of your system. So that's what the medicine does. The medicine is able to become your ally, your parents. I mean, I literally got new parents. (laughs) Just like, you know, they become the ones that you can trust, that that love you. That is also, they're also fierce allies. They take you through this journey. I mean, you have to go through it and be awake to it, but they're there for you. You know that, you know, however difficult it gets, right there is the medicine, right? The medicine is saying, you have to wake up. She's not going to do the work for you. But she's going to guide you and be your ally as you, you know, as you go through this battlefield. And it's without a doubt, she is warring the dark. She is battling the dark. Because the dark is inside of you. For whatever reason, again, I don't know. I haven't come to the end of it. 
But over and over, the truth will be illuminated. The trick, the story, the attachments, the whole thing is being, it's like something is covered in, you know, there was a sandstorm and this whole city has been covered in sand, right? Or as a lake, I talk about it, it's, the lake is going to be drained. Everything is going to be exposed. But you have to be willing to keep going in and to keep understanding. And even in the most difficult, I mean, sometimes this shit gets really difficult. Only recently I was like being chased and terrified and I was going to be killed. Oh, fuck. My heart was like pounding. But you can do it. It hasn't killed you. The event, the original event didn't kill you. You may have shut down from it, but it didn't kill you, right? So now allied up with the medicine and all the guides and everything that comes with being in these other realms, um... You can do it. You just have to be aware. And I think that's what sitting on a cushion and, you know, I listen to the ecodos, but sitting on the cushion and saying, right, just let's do this, right? Let's open this up. Let's see what's here. Because if there's been a severe trauma, there's been a severe right, attack. I mean, this attack was very severe. I mean, this was like, again, like you're sitting there having a cup of tea and suddenly 10,000 hell's angels are like in your living room. There's no way you can, yeah, you're just, it's over. But it's that moment. You could get to that moment you were sitting there having a cup of tea before they came. And actually, when, yeah, when they came, right? the moment you shut down. So, yeah. You know, you have to enter the fear. You have to allow for the physical disfigurement of you, really, the, dis- the, the, the expulsion of these entities, the actual, the seeing of them as they come up through you. Oh, my God, they just, like, rage, right? Have I always been in hell? Has my whole, all these lifetimes have I been stuck in hell? Perhaps I, I have been for some event that I don't know about, which I'm sure I'm going to find out. You've got to be awake for the whole show. You know, they're interludes, right? You know, you're like, okay. But the show goes on until the end, right? Until you're made whole. That's really what you're, the ultimate thing is. I want all of this to be expelled. I want this huge wedge inside of me that is, sev- is separating me from me to be removed. And in order for that to be removed, I need to see how it was constructed, why it's here. And also, what are the teachings? What is this great, what are the teachings here? One of them is the patience and the commitment to 
to sit through this, to go through this rewind, right? To stop running away from it, to stop distracting. And by the way, I'm a great distractor. I'll, you know, that's okay. Sometimes it gets a little bit much, so I'm going to distract a little bit, then I'm going to go back to it. I never not go back to it. I might just go out a little bit and go, yeah, I need to binge on that five series of Netflix. But I'm going to come back, right? I've come to here. I can take up to here. Okay, now I'm going to take some time out and then I'm going to go back in. But the commitment and the, the allowing of the dissolution No, those weren't my parents. That was a trick, right? Something is going on here that's bigger than me. You know, all of this has been really a fight with evil. I mean, that's all I can say. That's all I've been watching is a never-ending battle between the light and the dark in, in which I have been captured as a piece of the dark and from which I must wake up and battle too. You know, perhaps I was a horrific person 10 lifetimes ago. I don't know. And this has been the outcome of that. I, I have no idea. Or oh, there's some unresolved... I mean, how, there's an origin to everything. How the fuck did this happen? How did all these entities end up in my system? Why? You have to unravel right to the end, right to the beginning. There's an origin to everything. The tributary runs back to the river, to the ocean, to the everything. The fact that these energies exist in ether and they have so much power to blind us that these early stages of arrival are such dangerous places and feeding grounds for the dark. And it, it, the dark might sound like, oh, a spooky, wooky Dante. No, it could be just a horrible person. That's what it is. You know, I, I think the dark is somebody's unchecked trauma gone wild. Like, it's a Hitler, it's a Stalin, it's the next-door neighbor that no one knows about that's hurting its child. You don't know. It's just like it's a regular person with a dark spirit in it. Perhaps it's it's inherited its, you know, legacy from its other lifetimes. I, I don't know. And that everything is energy. And energy can be a sunflower, you know, or a pedophile, or a, an abusive... Pe- it can be anything. Energy can be anything. It can be converted into anything. It can be stolen. And the energy and consciousness are two separate things. Because I was knocked unconscious. Yes. But I still produced energy, and that energy produced the person that they wanted under the threat of terror 
and of death. My saviour was my unconsciousness, right, at the beginning. I had to be knocked out so I could survive. But I still became someone. Not who I was going to be, but that my energy was still stolen under the threat of that terror and produced a person under the threat of that terror that became what it wanted me to be, which was to save it. Right, it's like the king and the clown. You know, if you don't make the king laugh, you're going to have your head chopped off. That joke better be really good. (laughs) Oh my God. And then the parrot said to them... (laughs) It's all happening in energy. And also, where is this darkness? In the collective, we have this huge collective unconscious, right? So it's, it, the events that are happening, it's not just happening to you, it's happening collectively. Right? This energy lives in the collective. So enormous amounts of lessons and also the lesson of the light, of the fact that there is this one thing, this huge divine place from where we come that's available through the medicine. And perhaps there are other ways. I don't know. I'm just talking about the medicine, which is the ayahuasca. There's so much learning here about this whole subtext. It's a whole fucking fucking narrative that's happening on this epic scale within us, around us, above and below that's happening in ether that you don't even know about that's available to you in these realms and which you can be healed from in these realms. So if this capture is happening on the feeding grounds of arrival and then you don't have access to, then how many of us are trapped in it? I don't know. How many of us are running from it? I don't know. And again, stabilization is not it. Oh, the doctor kept me stable. That's not where you're going. I think a lot of these amazing 12-step programs are great for stabilizing. I have friends who are in these programs, stabilizing, right? Making it work, but you have, and they just stabilize you so you can get to the root of the problem. I don't want to just be stable. I want to be free of all training wheels. Right? I don't need the training wheels to stabilize the bike forever. I do need them now because I need to stabilize just to get to like being calm enough 
to even sit here for five minutes and not be on the run. But then I need to, when I'm stable, then I want to dive down deep into this thing and pull out all the fucking shit that's here, all the weeds, all the horror, all the, right? That's when it gets really hairy. But I think the medicine has built you, has given you so much power and love, and not power, more love, and you have so much faith in the medicine because it's been this relentless giving divine thing that's helping you that you're ready to tackle you know the Loch Ness monsters under the water now you're deep in that place show it to me I don't give a fuck at this point right I I don't care if I die or I don't die you know once you've been through this pounding it's like I don't give a shit show it to me I'm ready for it, right? You have to expel the real artifact that's the wedge. You have to expel beyond your connections and your, right? Your egos and your attachments and your, right? I want to know what is the essence of this vile thing that's, rages within me this dark sort of black oozy shitty vile thing what is it centuries of evil I don't know am I sort of carrying kind of like everyone that's been killed I, I don't know have I done something so horrific that I'm carrying the vestiges of all that horrific trauma and karma. I don't, I don't know. But you have to keep investigating. You have to, when I say investigating, no, you have to keep allowing for the medicine to like really get deep into your cellular structure. Why is this thing attached inside of me? Why? I don't know. But for me, it's like, there's nothing until this is gone, right? Yes, you need to get a paycheck. Yes, you need to have a roof over your head. Yes, you need to eat. Yes, you need to do whatever. But also, yes you need to be here (laughs) this is all energy and the cleansing shifts your energy right it's so weird because you're really kind of doing nothing there's no nothing that you're doing other than sitting and seeing and experiencing that's how this dissolution happens there's no you know exercise that you're doing or there's no the, the the thing is to be able to sit in the midst of this in this ether and to live in that epic battle that's going on in ether what you're asked to do is to be conscious that's it sit there be conscious 
let the medicine do the work. If you're in a ceremony, come up to these walls, puke, shit, vomit, whatever the fuck, the way you expel it, right? And at home without the medicine, it's like physically being contorted. This thing is physically inside of me, allowing for that, all that contortion that's happening. Plants are just like trying to pull this shit out. It's a dense energy, right? And to see the truths and the, you know, oh, fuck. It's a battle in ether. It's actually, to me, it's ether because it's not this. It's not this, like, four walls. It's actually another version of this related to the construction of where I am now, right? I feel like I was, I would say it's like I've been pulled out of life for the last seven years and I'm, life is going on and I'm still doing life, etc. I still go to work. But at the same time, I'm in this other dimension in which I'm in a battleground battling to get this shit out of me so <clears throat> and it's almost like time stood still like nothing's happened but everything's happened that's one of the things that you recognize both in meditation and in the medicine when you go into a real ceremony in the jungle it's like there is no time space. It's all happening at the same time. It's so fucking weird. It's so weird. Right, how can I be battling something that happened in the past, but I'm here? Huh? Right? All those events that happened that assumed were real seem to have completely disappeared. Where have the last 62 years gone? Like, it just... Did it happen? Didn't it happen? And yet I'm battling something on this, this thing that owns me that perhaps comes from how many lifetimes ago? From what I did in some other time, space? You know, ha have I been in hell for the last 10 centuries? I, mean, I don't know. And what was that event that allowed for this invasion? It's just like time space is kind of wiped out you're in these realms that like pierces all these veils of our apparent linear life and who these people were my parents they're no longer my parents they're like entities and it's so fucking insane the other night I had these I relived all these moments with these people who I thought I was intimate with but turned out to be part of the same dark squad I'm like huh what the fuck so there was so much oh my god there's so much information here so your little life here or my little life here is like so so wait a minute I was captured and then 
in that capture I'm just living this little life here that I think I own and that I'm in control of but in fact actually I'm in prison in this version of myself imprisoned by the captors but I don't know that I'm in prison huh <laughs> where do you think I should put that vase do you think that sh- that wall we should put that wall over here <laughs> it's like oh what the you're in a whole other realm. It's like being in a fucking video game, right? So is this all just a trick, this reality? I don't know. I have no fucking clue. What I do know is that my presence here is as a result of all this stuff that happened in ether. And I've always seen that I belong to these Indians like so I was stolen from them I don't know what how how does all this make sense it will eventually I know that that's for sure because what happens after the every time you come up against one of these things one of these walls is more information so information is just being released and released and released and so I get it now actually in a, on a very logical plane that you know I can see how these shamans become doctors, like children's doctors, bone doctors, because they're given all the information, this, all, this, all this information in ether, in these realms of energy that we have no fucking clue how to enter all. I mean, we sit in front of a, in a classroom with books and with information being given to us by the discovery of what we've discovered, right? They don't. They sit with the plant medicines. And the plant medicine basically downloads all the information about whether it's, bones or children or whatever it's insane so I think again it's just an openness of our ability to get beyond our limited versions again of the abyss between birth and death and the bit of consciousness in the middle that's it if you can think if you go beyond that which you can in these medicines well you're just in the, the ability to understand so much more about all of this and and I'm going to, on the parting note also that of death I, I'm, I'm recognizing now that the state of death if you have all of this interview and you haven't seen it or it still owns you or you haven't dealt with it that in that transition of death, you're taking all of that into the next reincarnation or the next, yeah, you know, nothing is destroyed, nothing is created, everything is just recycled. That's the second law of thermodynamics. It's just like, well, I'm just going to have to drag that into the next realm, into the next incarnation and keep, perhaps you, I've been, you know, g- dragging this across many lifetimes and now it's I've had to finally deal with it so I don't have to fucking bring it back I don't I don't know or perhaps this is all an invention but one of the great takeaways of this is that death kind of doesn't matter that is the weirdest thing to say from someone who clung to life right that in the death and the trans and that transformation, it's a transformation, right? It's another like okay, you got to 
you're going to become something else. But all that information and all of that, what I'm saying is, do you want it to be shown to you on the deathbed or before the deathbed, before the next? Because if it hasn't been resolved, it will need to be resolved at some point. And like, why do I want to carry, you know, yesterday's H&M coat into the next realm? You know, I'd rather have the new and improved Zara version if I want to put it in like, you know, simple terms, right? I don't want to carry that dense energy. It's energy. We're all energy, right? How can I rid myself of that? And be, I don't want to be severed from the everything. I don't want to live in the dark. I don't want to live on the run. I don't want to live in terror. I don't want to be fueled by terror. I don't want to build something that's an absolute, you know, lie because I can't face this darkness. Bring the darkness on. I would rather face the dark any day. If that means death, it, it doesn't matter. I just, I just need to get this shit out. So the call is get to the beginning, get to the point, you know, the, the, the in or, origin of it. And that origin, again, may have been in many other lifetimes. But that's the journey. The journey is to the origin and to the point when you are severed from the everything. Bye.